I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Hey, you know what I find really annoying? And tell you, as a gun person, and I know most of my listeners are gun people, don't you love that? Like being a gun person makes you like you're walking around and you look like a gun. No, people that love guns, like you and me. And what's really annoying is we're watching some Hollywood movie, you know, some action movie. And the movie's not bad, you know, we're enjoying it. And then next thing you know, there's some dumb gun sound that they're dubbing in. It just ruins it because you know guns. And next thing you know, you hear this stupid gun sound. Like, I'll give you a great example. I can't tell you how many times, every time, they roll a cylinder. I mean, they open a revolver cylinder, open it, swing it out, and spin it, and it goes... You know, like it's like a gaming wheel at the boardwalk or something. I mean, folks, as you know, there's no ratcheting sound on swing open cylinders. Okay? They love to add the ratchet sound. They're always spinning the cylinder and making it ratchet. When the only cylinder that's doing that at all is a single action on a half cock, you know, and you're turning it. And that's it. But every time they have a double-action revolver, you hear that constantly. It's like, stop. It's silent. Come on. Keep it real. But no, they got to throw that in. And I'll tell you what else. Anytime anybody raises a rifle from low ready, you know, they lift it up, it sounds like a tin can full of screws every time. You know, ratchet, 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 ratchet. Like, you know, guns just don't make noise when you point them straight. At least they shouldn't be. They're pretty quiet. You lift it up, it's quiet. But, man, every time they show guns raised, all you hear is ratchety-tat, 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 a whole bit. It's like, come on. You don't, it's not what happens. You know, most what's most amazing, really, is a lot of Americans, a, a huge number of Americans, own guns. At least a third of America owns guns. America as a country is not gun stupid. I'm not the only one hearing this stuff and going, ugh, you just had to ruin the movie by throwing in stupid gun sounds that don't happen. Come on. They think, well, the general public doesn't know. And, you know, maybe there's a bunch that don't know. But so what? We do know. Don't do that. Stop with the rackety tats and the, and the ratcheting sounds and the gun actions. Oh, I mean, every time they have a shotgun, it gets racked. Every time. I mean, you only have to rack it once and then it's loaded. No, but every time you're lifting, you're pointing, you're moving, man, that racket, you know, ratchet, ratchet, ratchet of the shotgun, rack, 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 every time. It's like you only had to do it once. You already racked it before you walked through the door. There's already a round in there, and yet by the time the scene's over, the guy's racked it six more times. There isn't even any ammo left in it. He's racked it. He hasn't even fired it yet. I mean, it's goofy as can be. Just stop. 
I'm sure many of you have heard this and just shook your head, said, come on. I mean, it's right up there when it comes to sound effects. Any of you shot suppressed firearms, you know they don't sound like, pss, 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 you know, the whisper. You know what it sounds like. It sure don't sound like what Hollywood makes it sound like. You watch these movies, oh, they're so stupid. How many times have you seen a revolver with a suppressor? And you go, oh, come on. Cut it out. Stop putting silencers on revolvers. Unless it's a very rare specific revolver, you know, that's that it isn't, by the way. But, it, you know, you can't effectively suppress the revolver. It just isn't real good at that. But, man, they'll put little teeny suppressors on snub-nose 38s and... It sounds like a whisper, you know, piss, piss, piss. <laughs> and just laugh like they're idiots. We know the truth. You got to stop it. And how many times is the is the firearm? They have the best guns that that never need to be reloaded. You ever notice? That? I mean, they just keep shooting and shooting and shooting. They got endless ammo. I mean, they make large, so-called large capacity magazines. You know look puny i mean the amount of ammo these things hold and just keeps on going and going and going it's great i guess because they never run out of the sound effects for firing is must be what it is and they can keep plugging in more sound effects more sound effects burying us in this garbage uh, you know it's so rare to watch a movie and see pure firearm accuracy and I don't mean just the shooting of the gun. I mean accurate in the gun that's being used, accurate in how the gun is being handled, accurate in how the gun sounds or doesn't sound. And I mean accurate for the time period, right? No, Anna, none of the uh, crazy stuff where they have guns that have no place being there. You know, it's... Uh, okay, one one great one that made me laugh really. If you ever see Twelve Monkeys, that movie Twelve Monkeys, and they and these folks come like in a time machine from the future, and they come through the metal detector, and they have guns from the future, and you know what gun they're carrying from the future? A Lamat revolver, a Civil War percussion Lamat. I'm like, what the hell? You know. In the future, they all have Lamats. You know, what caused that revival? I mean, come on. You know, just that they figure, oh, no one's going to know what a Lamat is. Well, I know what a Lamat is. Nine-shot 44 with a shotgun barrel in the middle, right, for shot. They're a cool gun in the Civil War. Yeah, great gun in the Civil War. But I never thought it as a gun, you know, future boy would carry. But there you go. And they take, you know, they take guns like that and they... Sometimes they modify them into futuristic stuff just because people can't wrap their head around what it is. I mean, we all know that you know Hans Solo's blaster from Star Wars is a Mauser broom handle pistol. Yeah, the C96, 1896 pistol. That's the model, 1896. And they, you know, they souped it up with some Hollywood additions to it. But it's a broom handle Mauser. I mean, seriously? Okay, I mean, it works. It's iconic, but oh, my God. But at least that's been modified by Hollywood, and it's just a 
fun little tale and whatever. You want to have your fantasy gun. But when they try to be realistic and they're just not, they're, they're ruining it. They need to have good advisors. They need to not do this stuff just because everybody else is doing it. It's It's so refreshing if you ever watch a movie and they're actually accurate, truthful, and honest about guns. You know, but then again, it's the entertainment industry, and we're lucky if we get uh, any drop of truth out of them on, on anything, you know. Well, folks, I have some interesting news. And that is, on September 25th, former Governor James J. Florio died. He passed away. Governor Florio died. Now, Governor, now Governor Florio, you may recall there was a slogan way back when he was running for governor. It was Florio Free in 93. That was, we said Florio Free in 93. And there were bumper stickers everywhere that said Florio Free in 93. Well, we're finally Florio Free. Finally. Now, you may say, hey, well, you know, guy's dead. You shouldn't be saying this. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now about Florio. He's got a legacy. And I'll tell you what his legacy is. Part of his legacy is the New Jersey assault firearm ban. He fought it for it, got it through in his administration, zealous advocate, and incredibly proud passing the New Jersey assault firearm ban. And this legacy, in my opinion, is a legacy that is nothing less than disgusting and evil. Because that law has turned thousands of honest citizens into criminals. That law is a disaster that has made Good people suffer its consequences. It is terrible. It has taken otherwise 100% law-abiding citizens, turned them into criminals, in which they now face for possession of a so-called assault firearm, an otherwise legal modern sporting rifle that just happens to be semi-automatic rifle. For been around a hundred years plus. No, no, no. We've now turned that into the monster, given it the scary name of salt farm. Make believe we're doing something about crime by passing it, and all it does is affect law-abiding citizens who get turned into criminals, and they face ten years in state's prison and a minimum mandatory. Three and a half years, and they face the gun owner gulag that we've talked about, where they're treated the same as murderers and held without bail. And you can thank this legacy to Jim Florio. That's right. That's his legacy. A legacy against liberty, a legacy against good, honest citizens, a legacy against the Second Amendment and our right to keep and bear arms, and a legacy that needs to be erased. It needs to go away, and hopefully with the Bruin decision, as the challenges proceed, finally this horrific law, this law that has 
just harmed so many good people and done nothing about crime, no effect on crime. I don't care how you want to somehow contort the statistics. It didn't do crap about crime, but it sure did harm a lot of good people and turn them into criminals and ruin their hopes and dreams and put them in prison and destroy their finances and just wreck havoc. That's what it did. That's the truth. And how do I know? Because I've represented person after person, saving them to the best of my ability from the impact of his horrible, disgusting law. That's the legacy of Jim Florio. Okay? That's the reality. And the harm that he did is immeasurable. Let me tell you this. I'll, I'll just paraphrase Mark Twain here. And that is, when it comes to Jim Florio, I won't be attending his funeral, but I sent a note saying I approved of it. When we get back, I have more fascinating things about the nonstop assault on our rights in New Jersey. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Hey, welcome back, folks, to Gun Lawyer. I'm Evan Knappen. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate my listeners, and it's great if you subscribe. Anywhere you get the podcast, grab it. Sign up for it. We're there for you. It's free. We try to keep you informed of all these important things, of which I'm going to tell you about one next. Something really important, something really crazy, something yet again showing the extreme of New Jersey. I mean, every time you think they can't do anything worse, they can't be more extreme, more crazy, they never let you down. Because it's always more extreme and more crazy. The latest bill that I need to tell you about, this is a bill in the Assembly. It's Assembly 4557. And it's sponsored by Verlina Reynolds Jackson, 
District 15 of Hunterton and Mercer. And it's important to know the people that put these atrocities forward. It's important to understand who it is that's doing this to the people. And let me tell you what this bill does, folks. This bill increases the penalty for possession and manufacturing of 3D printed guns, for possession and manufacture of the uh, parts and such, possession, including via the internet of firearm data, data, just the data itself on how to make these guns or make homemade firearms, you know, something that Americans have been doing since before the country was a country. And again, same bill, increasing the penalty for possession of covert firearms or firearms that are, quote, undetectable. So undetectable is, a, you know, plastic gun scare. And covert is anything that doesn't look like a traditional firearm, like a gun cane or the uh, perfectly legal pen guns and guns that similar to credit card or cell phone. ATF has no problem with them, but New Jersey does. And they've banned them. And then also in this penalty upgrade, and I haven't told you what they've upgraded the penalty to. I'm holding that for a few more moments here. Possession here, if you transport or if you ship, sell, or dispose of a firearm manufactured or otherwise assembled, which doesn't have a serial number on it from the federally licensed manufacturer. And that includes, folks, all the pre-1968 guns that have no serial numbers, the 22s, the shotguns, revolvers, where there was no serial number required, those guns and all the other guns that I just named you there, they're, they, they're, this bill increases the penalty to, ready, drum roll, please, a first-degree crime. That's right. Making these gun offenses the equivalent of murder. Murder's first degree. That's right, first degree. And now these offenses are first degree. You transport your grandfather's 22 that was left in the family that was purchased prior to 1968 that doesn't have a serial number, and you transport it to the range and get stopped, or you transport it to go hunting and get stopped, you're looking at a criminal charge equivalent to a murder charge, first degree, up to 20 years, 20 years. And with first degree, you think you're getting out on that bail? You think that bail reform? No, you're going in the gun owner gulag. And you're going to sit there in the gun owner gulag until your trial for your possession of your grandpa's 22 because you transported it to the range or while hunting. Oh, yeah, or you have a covert firearm. You have that antique cane gun. New Jersey doesn't distinguish between antiques. 
and not. Well, that's first-degree crime to possess that. Well, you inadvertently downloaded data on how to make a gun, how to print a gun, how to run a CNC machine to cut a gun part, even though you never intended to even make it. You just wanted to see how it worked. You're mechanically inclined. You're curious. How does this work? How do you machine it? How does it work? Oh, well, just possessing the data, you're looking at a first-degree crime. New Jersey making gun information the equivalent of child pornography. Actually, worse. It's first-degree now. Worse than child pornography for possession of gun data. You had the nerve to try to make your own gun. You try that, ooh, first degree charge for you. That's what New Jersey's up to here with this bill. It shows you the attitude of our legislators to the Second Amendment and our rights. They don't see it at all. Now, recently, Delaware, just recently, found that the uh, so-called ghost gun, what I'll call homemade firearm, unconstitutional, the law banning it in Delaware, under Bruin, under the Bruin decision, applying that standard and finding it no good. And I'm hopeful as well all of these laws in New Jersey will be found to be unconstitutional. As the cases proceed, we'll see these outrageous and atrocious and disgusting laws fall one by one as unconstitutional catastrophes that they are. And we can cheer as our rights get restored, as the Second Amendment is now empowered and given teeth. And that is the shining light of hope that we have. And you can thank Justice Thomas for his wonderful decision and getting that majority opinion out there that is now paving the way to taking these horrible laws down. And I'm sure that these laws will be challenged accordingly. And this is so outrageous. I mean, they just increased the penalties on all those things. Just the last batch of the Murphy laws, they increased it from third degree to second degree, making it 10 years. And suddenly, what, that's not sufficient? 10 years for this stuff? No, it's got to be first degree. You know, I'm going to tell you right now, and you can say that, hey, I remember Evan saying this on Gun Lawyer. I have no doubt that New Jersey will at some point have the death penalty for gun possession. I, I Even though normally the left and the, you know, they're, they're, they're against the death penalty, but not when it comes to gun owners. I'm sure they'll make an exception for gun owners and put that death penalty because we have to have the toughest laws in the whole country, right? Got to be the toughest. And once we make it all first degree, what's left? The only thing harder is capital crime, death penalty. And I know New Jersey loves to be the first and show how tough they are. So I'm sure we'll see death penalty for gun possession out of New Jersey. You doubt it? I don't. Not one bit. It'll happen. Unless we can eliminate them before 
they make it death penalty. But even the fact that they're putting us in these same categories as murderers, from the gulag to no bail to possessory offenses of things that were legal and just overnight making them illegal, and these, these, these laws have no effect on crime. It's irrelevant to crime. It has nothing to do with our safety, nothing to do with public safety. This is, it's all such a lie. It's an incredible lie. Look, I'll tell you, do you know what two words, two words that have four letters and mean the exact same thing and begin with the letter L? Two words begin with the letter L, have four letters, and mean the exact same thing? And the answer is left and lies. That's right. Left and lies. That's what they spew. And then the lies become statutes. And then the good people suffer under their lies. And that's what we have to deal with. So you better stay on top of it and know what games they're playing so that you do not become a victim of New Jersey gun laws. You do not want to become a victim. You'll hear the left talk about oh victims of gun violence you know look at the victims of gun violence all the time and their legacy media spouting their propaganda victims of always gun violence but you know what you don't hear about victims of gun laws and new jersey has victim after victim of their gun laws and they make their laws more extreme more draconian and more numerous so they can create more and more victims of gun laws. And you don't hear the legacy media talking about it, but you hear it on Gun Lawyer. And I don't want to see any of you ever become a victim of New Jersey gun laws. Now, I have a letter here from, from John. John says, uh, regarding Visa, what is your take on Visa, MasterCard creating a special label that said you bought something at a gun shop. And legally, can they do this? Are they going to mark special purchase on buying a paper target, a cleaning kit, a gun safe? What is the bank going to do? Call you up every time you buy something and ask why you need it? And if you don't give them the right answer, they might arrest you? Well, it's hard to say exactly how they're going to use this other than to track us and to track gun purchases and such. But the the label just is 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 an indicator on the on the charge that it was a purchase of guns and ammunition from a store, but it's not specific as to exactly what was purchased. And it could be that if you buy a gun safe, they're just going to think of it as a gun that you purchased. Now, whether they're going to stop the transaction or pull those shenanigans, I don't know. I guess they could. And what you're seeing is you're seeing uh, gun shops uh, putting in ATMs. And I was just talking to a gun dealer today. He said he's getting an ATM. He's buying his own ATM. They're going to fill it with their own cash ATM. And then when you use your card, it's simply the pin on your card for taking out the cash. And that's not going to send to flags or recordation. It's simply going to be that. And by the private ATM, 
the dealer can just keep refilling it and circulating it with the uh, cash, et cetera, that is theirs. And uh, I think you're going to see a lot of it. And one dealer just told me that since the announcement of this uh, procedure by these credit card companies to uh, to implement this tracking at the behest of the anti-gun lobby, you know, they always call it the gun lobby, but there's the actual lobby is the anti-gun lobby. They're the real freaking lobby, and they push the credit card companies uh to doing this, um, what this dealer told me was he used to operate where it was about 30% cash and about 70% credit card. And just from the news of this spreading, he said it reversed on him. And he was now doing 70% cash and 30% credit card. So the gun buying public just knew themselves saying, screw it, we're not going to get tagged and listed by credit card companies invading our privacy. And you know what happens when a credit card purchase is made? Credit card companies make money. You see, the only way credit card companies make money is if you use a credit card. And when you use a credit card, they get fees. And just the announcement of this has cost them big bucks already. And guns are normally higher ticket items. So they're so stupid business-wise, so wokey left or whatever, that they're losing money, big money, already just by having this policy known. That means less credit card transactions in a flip of 70-30 on the percentages. I mean, these... These businesses are just dumb. They're just dumb. Seriously. They do this to what? Satisfy the anti-gun lobby and lose enormous amounts of money in doing it and then have people dropping their cards, not using their cards, and then switching into a cash basis where, hey, guess what? Dealers will make more money because they don't have to pay credit card companies their fees. And when you pay in cash, it's great. The dealer would rather get it in cash than have to pay a credit card company credit fees so you can run your credit card. So it's going to actually have the opposite effect in the long run anyway, which is good. See dealers make more money. See credit card companies make less money. See more privacy for the gun owner. That's what happens. Again, the, the consequences seem unforeseen or uncalculated. And when the reality hits, then it's a different story, folks. Anyway, this is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.